Hey, it has been a great morning, and I am so thankful you're here. Forty years is a long time. It's older than I am. Just, just saying. Time is a funny thing. It keeps moving, and it keeps moving at the same speed. Yet somehow over the years we look back and we ask the question, well, where did the time go? Because it seems like even though it's going at the same speed, that somehow it is going faster and faster and faster. And yet some moments in time have the ability to stand out above other moments, almost as if they were so significant Everything that followed that one moment in time changed everything else. And I wonder if it's possible that today could be one of those moments for this church. A moment where future generations look back at today and see something that happened today that change the future and the trajectory of the next 40 years at Shiloh Road Church of Christ. It's been such a great blessing to me to sit back this weekend and listen to the stories, to see people laugh together, to see people embrace in the hallway, or as I learned last night, the foyer, To see people share tears together because of people who are no longer here that once were such a big impact and influence in their life. To see people share tears of joy because of new life and birth that was celebrated together. It's the very thing that makes us family. And we look back at these moments for a very specific reason so that we can remember the past. And the reason we must remember the past is so that we don't forget it. But we don't want to forget just simply to embrace and bask in what we have done. We want to remember God's faithfulness because it is what must carry us into the future. Israel has been at this place before. And as Mark has alluded to, they're at the edge of where God has been leading them for 40 years. They've been here once before, and it didn't go so well the first time. And now Moses is dead, and there is a new man on the scene named Joshua. And God comes to Joshua to speak to him, and he says, starting in verse 2 of chapter 1, Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I am about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea to the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, 
I will be with you and will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. See, Israel finds themselves in this place and they learned a very important lesson the first time. If you don't trust where God is leading you is better than where he has brought you to, you will not go forward. If you cannot come to that place and trust and understand that where God is leading you to is better than where he has brought you to, you will camp out and you will refuse to cross to the other side. You will settle for what you see and lose sight of what could be. You see, this is an important moment in the history of Israel where they have a decision to make, whether they are going to trust in God and what he is doing in their life and where he is leading, or if they are going to stay where he has brought them to. They have a significant choice, and it's a choice that will impact the rest of their life. And God has this message for them. I did not bring you to this place to leave you here. I have brought you to this place to prepare you for what will come next. And so he says to Joshua, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you and do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Joshua, I need your attention. I need you to be strong and I need you to be courageous because you do not know what is on the other side. I need you to trust that where I am leading you to is better than where I have brought you to. Be strong and courageous. And for these people, there is this definitive moment that has the capability of shaping all other moments from this one forward. See, the good news for you, because this brings up a lot of questions. Well, what if we do cross over and God is not there? What if we cross over and this doesn't work? What if we cross over and there's giants in the land? What if we cross over and everything falls apart? What then? What's our next move? What are we going to do? And see, here's the good news. God did not call you to be successful for him. He called you to be obedient to him. 
to walk in faith and hope and love and to be his people in this new land. And the problem is if you get comfortable where he has brought you to, you will only wish you could go back to where you once were. I wish we could go back to Egypt. We could have just died there with food. But God did not bring you to this place to leave you in that place. It's so easy to lose sight of his kingdom because our kingdom seems to get in the way. It's so easy to lose sight of what he is doing in this world because our eyes are fixed on what we want and know and desire in this world. And the question is, do you trust that where God is leading you is better than where he has brought you to? Joshua, I need you to trust me. I need you to trust me to take a step. I need you to trust me to take a step. And then he continues on in verse 3 as the people get to this place and they're waiting, ready to cross the Jordan River. We're going to start in verse 15. Now the Jordan was at flood stage all during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream started, stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan. And while the water flowing down to the Sea of Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. And so the people crossed over opposite Jericho. He brings them to the water's edge and he asks them to trust him in the water. But he does not just simply ask for their obedience in the water. He asks for their obedience on the other side of the water. To trust that where he is taking them to is better than where he has brought them to. That he has something bigger in this world. You see, we celebrate 40 years and we come here not to look back and admire what we have done. Not to admire what we have built. But to look at God's faithfulness that has carried us through the first 40 years of this church. And trust that the God who has been faithful in our past will continue to be faithful into our future. So a question for you this morning. Do you believe that where God has brought us to is not the end of the road? That this isn't the final destination This isn't the finish line. But that where he is leading us to is better than where he has brought us to. Joshua, 
I need you to take a step. I need you to take a step. Church, I need you to take a step. I need you to trust me, not just in the water, but on the other side of the water. It's time to take a step. Church, it's time to take a step. Let me hear you say, let's take a step. Okay, let's wake up now. Let's take a step. It's time to take a step and to trust that where God is leading us to is better than where he has brought us to. See, this is a pivotal moment in our history. It's a pivotal moment in our history because it's the end of 40 years. And that means it's the beginning of a new 40 years. It's a pivotal moment in our culture because our culture has changed so dramatically, but our culture's need for Jesus has not changed. And our need to be the church outside of these walls and to bring hope to this world is greater now than it has ever been. Church, it's time to take a step. See, we've got to move. See, I want to tell you about the church that I see. I see a church whose passion for Christ is filled in worship and exaltation. I see a church where lives are being changed daily by the power of Jesus' name. I see a church that exalts Christ as Messiah, Lord, and coming King. I see a church that is filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and that is invading the kingdom of darkness with the kingdom of light. I see a church that is filled so deeply with faith and dependence on the Spirit that it's unquestionable that the Spirit is at work within the walls of this building I see a church that is equipping and encouraging one another and sending us out into this world to be Jesus' hands and feet in this world. I see a church that is setting people free from the bondage of sin and slavery and bringing the captives hope and letting the binded heart, the bind, uh, setting free the binded. We'll skip that one. I can't say it right now. I see a church that is learning to be good neighbors, to be Jesus to those who have been placed around them. I see a church that is engaging the world where Christ has placed them. I see a church that is committed to the call and willing to pay whatever the cost to bring revival to this land. I see a church that's head is Jesus, that's filled with the Spirit and it is pushing back the kingdom of darkness with the light of Jesus Christ. But that church that I see could be our church. What if 40 years from now, this next generation looked back at today and said, this was the day where our future 
changed course. This was the day that people were no longer content with camping out where God has brought us to because we now trust that where God is leading us to is far greater than what he has already done. What if people could look back at this day as we do this day in Joshua? See, they marked that day. After they had crossed to the other side, they had men grab some stones and go right from the Jordan River to the other side and build an altar there. And the reason they had them build an altar, the reason Joshua tells them to do this, is so that years from now, when their children look back on this day, they can say this is the day where God led his people into the promised land. They took these stones to build a monument to remind people of God's faithfulness. And so I want you to grab some stones this morning. And I want us to build kind of a monument here. A lot of you probably already gave this morning. And I want to just say thank you for that. But I want to ask you to give one more time this morning. And the amount... And what we bring in is not so important as the significance of what we are doing. I want to ask you as a family or individuals, as couples, to donate $40. To give $40 today as a stone that just simply says, God, we are so thankful for where you have brought us to. But God, we completely trust in where you are leading us to. And so we're going to give you a couple of different ways to do that. One is through text messaging. It's very simple. And the number will be up here. You can do this. It will be up after between classes. You can also go to our app. You can also write a check if you still have one of those. Or you can get cash. And out here... There's a door with a little drop box that you can put the money in. And in gate 11, when we go to lunch, there's a place that you could put that check. And here's the reason I want us to give. Because I want us to have a marker 40 years from now that we can look back on and say, look at what we did today. Look at what we built. And again, the amount... And what it represents is what is significant, not how much we get. And so if this church has been a blessing to you over the past 40 years, I want to challenge you to pick up one of these stones and go and lay it on the other side of the river. Trusting that what God is going to do in the life of this church is greater than what he has already done done. Because I believe today is a day that future generations will look back on as different because it changed the course of this church for the rest of time. 
And more importantly, that this church change the kingdom for the rest of time. So if you would stand with me. See, it's time to take a step. It's time to move. God has not brought you to where we are to leave you here. He has brought you to this place to prepare you for what comes next. And regardless of what church you belong to, you are a part of the kingdom of God and what God is doing in this world. And today, as family, we join together. We join together as the body of Christ. And together we take a step. Father, today... We pray your blessings on our time. We pray, Father, that you would give us the courage to step out in faith, to step across the river, to step into the unknown, to step into those scary places. And, Father, to trust that where you are leading us to is far greater than where you have brought us to. So today... Give us the courage to take a step. As Father, we look forward to the day that we assemble together with the angels in heaven singing, Holy is the Lamb. And we pray this in the most powerful name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Assemble.